You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome in. What's going on? Welcome to Friday. We've done it again. This is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Next hour is ours. We take you up until Golick and Wingo who come your way at 6 o'clock. That would be an hour from now because it's 5 o'clock. Isn't that amazing how that works? The number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I'm on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. Daily poll question is up for today. Did I put it up for today? I did put it up for today. Look at that. My uh, short-term memory. Boy, that's uh, not good. Maybe I should see somebody about this because it's uh, getting bad. But we'll get to the poll question. We got an hour, right? Or a little under that now. 59 minutes. Let's get moving. Lots to get to today. Latest injury for the Yankees down at spring training. How they're apparently incapable of going like two days in a row without someone coming down with something. They need to put up one of those signs days since somebody got something wrong with them. Unfortunately, that sign every single day would be at zero. Would not exactly be like the Don LaGreca rantometer. That one gets up there after a while, right? 50 days, 60 days, 70 days. Yankees injuries, zero. Another day with zero. Uh, we'll get to David Ortiz because David Ortiz had some interesting comments about the Astros cheating scandal. Although I don't know really if you if you think about it, whether or not his opinion is really all that surprising. But we'll get to that. You have Kyrie Irving, shoulder surgery. So he is done for the season. 20 games in. 20 games. That's all you're going to get. But nah, it's not about this year. It's never about this year, right? Never about this year. Didn't mean it couldn't have been about this year, but no, it's not about this year. Everything going on with the NFL CBA, do the players approve the owner's plan? We'll find out. The Knicks are back in action tonight. Marshawn Lynch is in the new series, new season of the HBO series Westworld. Did you see this? Apparently Marshawn Lynch is branching out into acting. And my first reaction when I heard this was, they're doing another season of Westworld? That show's terrible. That show's a mess. I went in with real nice expectations. It's HBO. Seems fascinating. At least seemed like a really good topic. Sometimes those things go sideways. But let's start with the Yankees, right? And not an Astros-related part of the Yankees. Just the Yankees themselves. Spring is here, at least in terms of uh, spring training. Their first spring game is this weekend, little baseball. The temperature, we got to be honest, this February has not been that bad. This has been a pretty good February. I'm sure that there'll be a, a blizzard, a snow genesis, whatever the hell they call it, right? Snow bomb. They'll come up with some new term here in the next week or two, and we'll all be thinking, oh, geez, let's get the winter over with. But everything is lining up nicely. Now, look, you had the Paxton injury, right? Back surgery for him. But once the initial shock wears off of that, you think, all right, well, look, guy's always hurt, right? You knew that even before you got him. He always has something going on here or there. Usually not all that serious. Doesn't usually, it's not like he's missed an entire season as a result of anything. At least not yet. <laughs> Day is early. But you almost have to schedule in with a guy like Paxton that at some point you're going to lose him. And if you want to look on the bright side, silver lining, maybe it's better you lose him early on rather than later on. If you're trying to force yourself into looking at the glass half uh, full. All right, Paxton. 
No biggie. All right, we'll get through it. Then, two days ago, all of a sudden, Aaron Judge's shoulder is sore. Not great news there. Not what you want to hear. But the Yankees downplayed it. Ah, it's just precautionary. It's just a shoulder maintenance. It's funny. As soon as you ask them what shoulder maintenance is, they said it's sore. Well, isn't that a sore shoulder then? It's not shoulder. Ma- it's not like the. It's not, he's not. He's not part of Westworld. He's not a robot where he has to get uh, tuned up or whatnot. No, he has a sore shoulder. Not good news. But again, Yankees downplayed it. It's not such big news. So, all right, look, you've had a couple of injuries. From this point forward, though, it's only upward and onward. Right, Severino, we were told by Aaron Boone and then later General Manager Brian Cashman, dealing with a forearm issue. Oh, my God. Last thing you needed was that, right? What a mess. Luis Severino all of a sudden having some tightness in his forearm. Never good. You don't really want tightness anywhere, especially after you've had a year like Severino had last year. But you've been at spring training for a hot second. And already, three of the most important players on the team are hurt. This is not Tyler Wade going down with uh, wrenching his back or, 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 or somebody that you're not counting on to be a major contributor to the team. You'd have to say... The top offensive player on the team is dealing with a sore shoulder, an injury that, uh, in terms of shoulder, I mean, he's had some freaky things happen, but the shoulder has been an issue before. And he has had a history now at this point, even though they're freaky things, of missing significant time. And he is your best offensive player. Not that James Paxton's the ace of the staff, but... He's an important player again. You're hoping that this year he was going to take another big step forward after the way last season ended. And then Luis Severino, again, he's not the ace because you signed Garrett Cole. And God, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, if there's a report today or tomorrow about Garrett Cole all of a sudden feeling this or that, I'm shutting, I'm shutting it down. Forget about shutting him down. I'm not coming in. I'm leaving. I can't take it. But this one, yesterday... You have your, uh, no other way to put it, your number two starter who basically missed all of last season shows up and is already dealing with something that he was dealing with at the end of last year. And I'm not blaming anyone. I know it's popular to go crazy about, well, what's the, what's the training staff do? Well, they just changed the training staff and the results are the same. So I don't know if it's anybody's fault per se, but enough already. It feels like, and it felt this way after the judge injury. Here we go again. And it's going to keep feeling like that until we have a stretch, I don't know, maybe a whole week where you can go without somebody coming down with something. It's infuriating. Here's Brian Cashman on Severino. It could be nothing and it's just a timing issue and it could be something. Um, we don't have any more information than that other than the time frame that was spelled out already. So we'll see how he feels over the coming days. Uh, 
before there's any determination of further testing. So obviously, two MRIs and a CT scan so far have been negative. So there's no test currently scheduled or recommended. Uh, the first you know, recommendation is to, to rest and see. All right, here's more Brian Cashman. No new tests are scheduled. Doesn't mean that tests won't be happening in, in the future, but the, the first step in this process from Dr. Mott's recommendation was um, get him on a new anti-inflammatory. Let's see how he uh, uh, feels in the coming days before we uh, put him through a whole new testing battery because we've done some of those already and let's just see how you know he responds to that first. I don't want to be the negative Nelly, Debbie Downer or some other term, but I will be absolutely shocked if Luis Severino does not miss significant time because this feels like exactly how it started last year with him. Well, he's got this issue with the shoulder. We don't expect it to be a big deal. Maybe he misses opening day, but we don't expect it's going to be a big deal. They've had the test. It doesn't really show up anything. Those tests, they never show up anything until they show up something. And then when they show up something, it's a big deal. And I would uh, you hear Brian Cashman say, well, no new tests are scheduled before too long. I will be shocked if it turns out. I heard somebody say, maybe it was Cashman saying about, well, maybe he's not available for opening day. Opening day? I'm already counting that out. That's already off the table for opening day. Please. I'd be happy if he's back by May. If he's back at all. I'm I'm serious. I am just waiting for the tweet from from Jack Curry or or Jeff Passan or or somebody else. Bob Nightingale. (laughs) Buster only. Yeah, his his arm is the shot. He's got to have Tammy John surgery. So maybe I'm just being overly negative and overly pessimistic. But I do not. That was not the news that I needed to wake up to from my nice little nappy yesterday. Woke up from a nice nap, had a nice little stretch. Ah! And if I was Luis Severino, that stretch would have resulted in me having tight uh, tight forearm. Ugh! Enough. But our poll question, which is up for today. It's on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. Luis Severino, latest injury that the Yankees are dealing with. Which of the following are you most concerned about? Now, we only went with three because we're not going to update it during the show. I'm sure somebody will come down with something during the show, right? Giancarlo Stanton's going to have something go wrong. Gary Sanchez, just a matter of time before he runs from here to there and strains his groin. But we only went with three. Because that's all we have so far. I'm sure something will happen in the course of the day. But which injury are you most concerned about? Aaron Judge, Luis Severino, or James Paxton? You can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. Most people would say, well, not Paxton. Well, Paxton's the one you know is going to miss time. And them saying, well, he could be back in May. Yeah, he could, but he won't. You know he won't be back in May. There'll be something that happens. Oh, well, you know, we want to be careful. We want to take slow. And I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not saying the Yankees are at fault here. But it is a little, it's getting a little ridiculous, no? It's getting a little ridiculous. 1-800-919-ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. It's the Gordon Damer Show. We take you up until 6 o'clock, at which time it is Golik and Wingo that come your way. So coming up, we'll get your phone calls involved because I'm sure people want to chime in about the Yankees. Turns out David Ortiz had some stuff to say about the Astros cheating scandal. And it's really not surprising at all, but we'll let you hear what David Ortiz had to say. We also have the NFL collective bargaining agreement. 
And not that I really care about the – I'd be honest with you. I don't really care about the ins and outs. Like, I don't care – oh, the players are going to get 47%. Oh, no, it's going to be 48 Now, look, it's important for them. I don't care. And I think the one thing that we all can say, whether you're a fan, whether you cover the league, whether you're part of the league, nobody cares about injuries. So let's stop talking about the health of the – nobody actually cares about the health of the players. The players do because it's their health. But other than that – It's not something that's going to hold up negotiations at the end of the day. But we'll get into uh, some of the aspects of the uh, CBA that I do care about and do impact me. And that's how I operate. I only care about the things that impact me. I'm very selfish, but I'm very honest. Brian, uh, you know what? Before we get to the poll question, which is up on Twitter at Gordon Damer, I did notice that yesterday – they finally came up with uh, a decision, John Beeline, yes. out after 54 games as the Cavaliers head coach. So 54, basically halfway through the first year of a five-year contract. Here's a guy who's been coaching for 30 years, basically, going all the way back to, I think it was Canisius or Siena. He coached at one of those. Some, some, yeah, like some, somewhere around here back then. So, obviously, a huge story, right? Here's a guy who is halfway through year one of a five-year deal and already a breakdown between the organization and this well-accomplished coach. So, uh, do you can you play me the Greg Popovich comments about John Beeline being out after 54 games? Do you? Ha- I don't see them on my page here. But I, I'm sure that he has something to say. Do you, can you can you put those up on my page? Uh, I'm sorry, he didn't have anything to say. No, br- Greg Popovich nope. didn't have anything to say about John Beeline. He usually does, but right, no, yeah, he's usually very talkative. All right, well, you know what? Then, if you don't have Popovich, at least give me uh, Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr has got to have some some comments on that, right? Very vocal, but no, <laughs> not nothing Wait a about Beeline. Steve Kerr doesn't have any comments about John Beeline. This guy who's been coaching. For 30 years, first year in the NBA, it was a big big news, right? He left Michigan, he goes to the to, to Cavaliers, and he's out halfway through year one. Steve Kerr doesn't have an opinion. He's got an opinion on everything. Oh, yeah, he does, but not on Beeline. All right, then do you know what? Just give me Barkley's comment, because I'm, I'm sure they have to touch on this on uh, on TNT. Barkley, he's, he's got very Says about everything. Right. Everything. No, nothing. You don't have any comments from any of those guys? Nope. Nothing. Who do you have comments from? Seth Greenberg. Wait a second. No offense to Seth Greenberg, but that's the only person who has talked about when David Fisdale was fired as the Knicks coach after doing, by all accounts, a horrendously bad job. It was all fair game. Crush the Knicks. What are they doing? What a mess of an organization. It was an insult to the profession. Those coaches sounded like they were personally insulted. And no offense to David Fisdale. Even players. (laughs) He did not have nearly the track record of John Beeline. Now, John Beeline has not done it in the NBA setting. But you know what? And neither is David Fisdale. At least John Beeline's done it somewhere with something. And the Cavaliers, outside of having the best player in the world, have been just as big a mess. But weird. Weird how uh, – I'm sure it'll happen today. You know what? Put a note 
on the page. Get Greg Popovich tomorrow. Get Steve Kerr tomorrow. Get Charles Barkley tomorrow. Get all those guys together tomorrow because I'm sure that they're going to have something to say about it. All right? All right. Sounds good to me. Good. All right. 1-800-919-ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. It is the Gordon Damer Show. We take you up until uh, 6 o'clock, at which time it's Golick and Wingo. But uh, our poll question, which is up for today, Luis Severino, latest Yankee injury. Which one of the three? We only have the three because at 520, that's so far all the people that have been injured. But, again, the day is very early. Aaron Judge, Luis Severino, James Paxson. Well, look, I can understand you saying Severino because I fully expect that I, I would be shocked if he does not miss significant time. And by significant time, if you told me right now Luis Severino will be back by the All-Star break, I'd probably sign for that. I'd probably sign for that because I fully expect that he is going to miss significant time. Here's something that went back to last year. He basically didn't pitch at all last year, was finally able to overcome. And again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just a guy who does a dopey little show at five o'clock in the morning. But when they say, well, this doesn't seem like it's um, connected to the shoulder injury or the lat issue. Seems like it's all kind of connected, right? I mean, the guy has not pitched. He did not pitch pretty much all of last year, and already he shows up, and already it's an issue. So I can understand people saying Luis Severino. If I had a vote myself, I probably would say it's Aaron Judge because I don't want to lose that guy for significant. I mean, he is your best offensive player, and while Severino is certainly important and you want to have him, to me it's much more important to make sure that offense is humming like it should be and to lose your big, biggest offensive player again. Now, he didn't have a problem with the shoulder last year, I don't think. Last year, what was it, an oblique? Start to run together after a while. But a couple of years ago, it was the shoulder. And it just he has a history of having these things kind of pop up. So it's definitely concerning to me. I, and I would say if I had a vote, losing Judge would be, if, if I could afford to lose one, the one I can least afford, I think, is uh, Judge. There's other guys that, you know, every year in the rotation, right, you're going to have guys. And with the way the Yankees go about it during the regular season, I think you can kind of cover up for that. Cover up for the loss of Severino a lot easier than you can for Aaron Judge. But that's just me. one 800 espn is the phone number. Let's go to some phone calls here early. Uh, we'll go to Jason in Brooklyn. Jason, what's going on, my man? Hey, Gordon. I really love hearing you each morning. You really get me going. So Thanks, thank man. I appreciate that. Yeah. So here's the thing. First off, I think maybe Kyrie Irving should be traded to the Yankees uh, for the rest of the right season. Right. He'll never play like, again. We'll never even see him ever. ever exactly. I mean, who, who, comes, who prepares for work like this? Who, who comes? Here's the thing. The average baseball player takes more, takes less, the average football player takes more of a beating in one play than the average baseball player takes in an entire career. I don't see how these guys don't owe it to themselves and owe it to their profession to, to take care of themselves. I think, I think the Crankies have a, have a, a systemic, systemic problem as far as like just professionalism. It, it's, I've never been following baseball since the 70s. I've never seen anything like this before, and it's with them every single year. Yeah, I, I, look, I, I agree with you that it is very frustrating that the fact that it's already popping up and it's a lot of the same guys that it was last year. I don't know that there's anybody to blame. I mean, we all... Not, maybe not all. I didn't really buy into it last year about the it's, it's the medical staff's fault. I just think that it's injured players. I just think it's guys who, what, for whatever reason, can't stay healthy. And, and yes, on an individual play, football is, obviously, you, you got guys, the biggest human beings on the planet running into each other at full speed. 
But baseball, you have it every single day. I mean, they're about to get started, right? They're going to have games now in February. And they're going to have games all the way until, you hope, deep into, but at least October. I mean, that's – and they're basically playing every single solitary day. So that is a grind. And I'm not, I'm not putting the blame. I'm not saying that the – I don't think that, you know, Aaron Judge was sitting around in the offseason just uh, putting his feet up and eating wings and watching TV. That's what I do. <laughs> that's that's my training regimen in the offseason. So I don't think that is anything that is to be blamed or, or, or there is somebody to blame. And if it is something with, with Severino's arm and he's going to need Tommy John, it's not like it, it's from a lack of preparation. I'm sure he's doing whatever he's supposed to be doing. And it's it's being checked out and it's being done and and – they're doing everything they can, but it, that doesn't mean that it's not frustrating. It's frustrating as heck. Oh, our buddy Omar in Brooklyn is back. Omar, come hey. on. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I want to see You're very happy you. this morning. Why are you so happy? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, let me tell you why. Knicks I'm are back happy. tonight. You're going to get to watch I, them get blown out. Who are they playing? Remember, the Pacers remember, tonight? They'll lose by 30. Remember, remember two, three years back yeah. when you used to mention uh, about Mets med, medical stuff, right? Right. Every time when there's an injury, you want to make a joke about... Uh, right. Uh, well, they, they, they were kind of... You know, when you got guys coming down with hand, foot, and mouth disease, it, it, it just cries out for a joke, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Valley you you don't want to make joke of your Yankees, huh? Well, look, at least the Yankees come down with things I've heard of. I've ne- I didn't even know I had intercostal muscles until the Mets started pulling them every single day. No, I was laughing at uh, one thing about, uh, like, n- not uh, any coach, Steve Kerr, you didn't mention Doc Rivers. Doc, Doc Rivers, Rivers right. Well, well, Brian, do you have any comments from Doc Rivers about uh, about John Beeline? He's another one. Yeah, that's a good point, Omar. And then let, let, let me tell you one thing I called you for. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, this is a lesson for you. All right. I, Three I, minutes I, into I the care. conversation, he's I telling care. me the one I thing care. you called about. Okay. I, care for, I care for you because yes. you're. A, I just love your show and I love you. Thank and you. I want I your you too, teams I, I want your teams to win even – I'm a Mets fan, right? Right. Because you no, are, you don't, you are no, my don't tell lies. Fan. Don't tell lies on the radio. This is not how you build love in a relationship, lying to <laughs> each other openly. <laughs> but you my, my my you my Nick fan brotherhood. Yes. That's why I love yes. you, right? Yes. So the thing is that from now on, learn my lesson that you will not talk about Houston Astros at the start of your show because every day you will talk about it yeah. and start your show, you will get another injury. Of you, New York Yankees. So stop doing it. All right. Just give me I, your don't, I don't really see the connection there. I mean, look, the, the Astros and the cheating that they went and did. Clearly, they did. It's been proven. They did it, and it impacted. I, I don't know how I would be remiss if I didn't. I would. I would be. I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't mention that. It's the biggest story in sports. It's the biggest story. It's not just. Baseball players talking about it. It's not just the commissioner talking about it. It's not teams here in New York talking about it. It's not just the Met players who were part of it, right? I mean, we kind of glossed over that, right? Like there, there are guys who were directly impacted because they were part of the cheating scam. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I have heard more people say, well, what about Garrett Cole? Why aren't the Yankees talking to Garrett Cole? He was, he wasn't there in 2017. He wasn't part of it. Meanwhile, the Mets have guys who weren't actually doing it. We're doing the cheating. And they show up one day in Port St. Lucie and they, 
It was wrong. I shouldn't have done it. That Carlos Beltran, he forced me to do it. (laughs) And that's it. It's over with. Nobody mentions it. Nobody brings it up. It's amazing. Amazing. Nobody mentions it. It's the Mets. Don't bother mentioning it. But the Yankees. So, uh, look, I have to mention the Astros. And, in fact, coming up, I'll, I'll, I'll play you some David Ortiz, which it's not really all that surprising that David Ortiz doesn't like snitches. Surprising, huh? That's a big shock. Julio is in the Bronx. He says that Barkley did make some comments. But uh, what were the comments, Julio? Because uh, Brian has not been able to track them down. Yeah, it was during the 76ers and Brooklyn game. Oh, last night? Oh, it was the Nets game. I wasn't watching. Yeah, Yeah, no. He basically was just saying that the players are a bunch of losers because they were complaining about they're watching too much film and the practices were too hard. So they were just talking about how hard it is for a coach like him to coach millennials and whatnot. It's a different generation. Right. Look, that might be fair. It seemed like he had had the comments about uh, whether or not they were slugs or thugs. That didn't really go over that well. So, uh, look, it was a strange hire at the time. I think everybody kind of thought it was a strange hire at the time, so it's not that shocking. A bad team and a coach who is going to take a while, whoever that coach was, to kind of win things over there. uh, But he didn't even get the chance to win things over because he out after 54 games. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is that it, Tawuli? Yeah, that's it. Thank right, you, man. I appreciate right, it. Man. Thank you. Look at that. We got people, got actual listeners watching. The... No, I was not watching the Nets and Sixers last night. I, I apologize. I was getting ready for that new season of Westworld. That show is a mess. That's a terrible show. I can't believe they're doing a third season of that. I remember getting through the second season being like, uh, I'd have to be a robot to watch a third season. But they're doing a third season. If you don't get it right in, in, in a season and a half... You're not going to get it right. It's just the way it is. Go without Adebayo and Butler. Trey. Bottom. Tie game and Miami takes a timeout. Trey Young. I swear he could hit one coming up the Marta escalator. Yeah, and uh, Andre Iguodala guarded that play like me. (laughs) He was tripping all over himself. Uh, Trey Young, 50 points last night. The uh, Hawks beat the Heat 129-124. to 124. That was uh, Bob Rathburn, uh, courtesy of Fox Sports, as your moment of inspiration today. And I should also tell you, hey, it's the biggest heavyweight title fight in decades as world champion Deontay Wilder faces lineal champ Tyson Fury live from Las Vegas to undefeated heavy hitters square off for the second time in the most anticipated rematch in heavyweight history. It's tomorrow, Saturday, February 22nd, 9 p.m., wink, wink, not going to happen at 9 p.m. But it's live on pay-per-view, so make sure you do that. Uh, and then I saw yesterday that the, um, was it Nevada State Athletic Commission? They've banned Wilder Fury from a face-off after the weigh-in. It's just too dangerous. I, come on, guys. We we know this gag. Come on. We, we, you know, look, 80 bucks is a little bit of a hit. I'm not going to lie. It's not. Uh, hopefully I'm going to see some better hits on uh, Saturday. But uh, we're all in, guys. Don't worry. You don't. <laughs> I don't have to. It's just too much. I, I can't remember who was it that said it. In my twenty-year, five years in boxing, I've never heard of an administrative body stepping in and prohibiting a face-off. Right? Because they just thought of it. You know what'll be good? We'll prevent the face-off, so it'll really seem like these guys are going to mix it up. But that's tomorrow, so you have the big fight tomorrow, and, and there's nothing like a big boxing match, right? And you're hoping it's going to be a good one. And uh, I'll be on board. I'm into it. 
I definitely think I, – I want Fury to win because I think he's the more interesting character, and I think boxing needs interesting characters, but I find it hard to believe that that guy's going to win. No, De- Deontay Wilder's going to win. He's got it, right? He's got to win this time. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's a knockout. So uh, that's that story there. Then we've been talking about uh, everything with the Astros. Not really today. We've been staying away from the Astros, but it just keeps popping up because people keep asking questions, so it's going to keep coming up. And yesterday – David Ortiz, former Red Sox, came out and said, what a surprise. He's not a fan of what Mike Fires did by letting everybody know that the Astros were cheating. I'm mad at, uh, at this guy, the pitcher that came out talking about it. And let me tell you why. Mm. Oh, after you, you make you like your money, after you get your ring, you decide to talk about it? Why don't you talk about it during the season when it was going on? Why, why, why you didn't say, I don't want to be no part of Oh, now, so you look like a snitch. You know what I mean? Why you got to talk about it after? Why you, that's that's my problem, you know. Why why nobody say anything while it was going on? Is he slapping his hands together there? Well, I don't think he was part of it, right? Like, was he getting signals that the what pitch was coming? Mike Fires is a pitcher, so I don't think that that was part of it. But let's say he he did he he did take part in. It. Or at least he knew about it. So the fact that he didn't say anything at the time, he can't ever say anything ever again. And he can't say ever anything ever again when he goes to another team. He's not supposed to say anything. Just keep, wow, what a surprise. David Ortiz, not a fan of snitches. Hmm. Didn't see that coming. Actually, I saw it coming. Here's David Ortiz and what we really all have to think about, people. The impact this is going to have on poor little Jose Altuve. Altuve, to me, might be the best hitter in the game. Yeah, he knows what's coming. But look at what he got caught into the 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 mug that he's into now. I don't know how he's going to be able to deal with all the trash coming from fans and everybody. They have a garbage can right behind the dugout. He puts the trash on the plate. So if you might he if you might see him this year Mm -hmm. struggle. I don't think it's going to be because he's missing knowing what's coming. You mind play a big role. Yeah. It also could be that he doesn't know what's coming, though, It's right? going to be a huge distraction for the game oh. for a while. Oh. And you don't want that. No, nobody wants that. You know what you also you don't want? You don't want people cheating and deciding who wins the World Series as a result of it. Just saying. It's weird. It's almost like, see, David Ortiz would never do that. When Manny Ramirez was using steroids and using uh, female uh, whatever it was to, to mask the, the – the, so he didn't get caught testing. What is it? The Clomid something? He would never rat out Manny. They're on the same team. David has a code, and that code is to cover up for the cheaters. And he didn't even talk – he still hasn't talked about it. Or the fact that he tested positive and he keeps denying it. So he has a code that he lives by. And Mike Fires, he doesn't have that same code. So I guess it's not that surprising that David Ortiz doesn't like the fact that the Astros, because probably the Red Sox are doing the same thing. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Daniel. Uh, he is at Hofstra. Is it Hofstra Law Center? Daniel, go, my man. Hi. Yeah, thanks, Gordon. <clears throat> yeah, I listened to your monologue to sort of break the uh, – as a respite for the morning studying. Um, so I really appreciate that. Thanks, um, man. Thanks for listening. 
Yeah, absolutely. So what I wanted to say is, uh, so I actually moved uh, to Long Island from Houston to go to law school. Okay. And I moved to Houston in about 2014 and left uh, last last fall and really was there for the entire rise and, and now fall, I guess, of, of the Astros. And what was excellent about that was um, my girlfriend at the time hated sports. I love sports deeply at their core, like in the abstract. And it, this was like the one avenue I could experience sports with her together. And as soon as all of this stuff came out, it was like this scene in Ace Ventura when they all find out, you know, Finkel is Einhorn and they're all <laughs> spitting. I mean, it, it, it's it's sickening to me. And I think as an Astros fan, I mean, not I don't know about anymore. I'm on the fence, but they should have stripped the title immediately. I mean, as a fan, and I feel like I, I should write a letter to the Astros and, and fans should just write letters to every team, even not the Astros and just say, if you do this, like, I don't know if I could be a fan anymore. I feel like it has to be up to us to let them know, like, this is so such poor sportsmanship that it just, I don't know, it can't continue. And I feel like the only way that um, non-fans can impact is really the stripping of the title because it's so convoluted that, you know, the other punishments are a little too hard. So, anyway, thanks thanks for taking my call. Let's not be Thanks, Daniel, for making the call. Uh, well, look, I think the punishment phase is over, right? I mean, I don't Unless some new piece of evidence pops up and it turns out the Astros were cheating even beyond what Major League Baseball has found and, and, and documented, I think that the, the punishment phase is done with. Now, I agree with you. The stripping of the title would have at least, I think, helped people move on. I don't think writing letters. They'd have to open the letters. <laughs> and if they're getting a letter day after day telling them about what you know, piece of garbage they are for, for doing this, uh, I think that they're just going to make sure that they don't see those letters. So I don't know if the letter writing campaign is going to be all that uh, impactful. But – in terms of the punishment phase, I think it's done with. And Major League Baseball is just going to kind of ride this out and hope it goes away. I don't think it's going away anytime soon because it seems like every single day it feels like there's another piece, another person talks about it. There's some other angle of it. Uh, Jonathan Lucroy was one person who talked about it yesterday saying how they knew in 2018 that this was going on and they actually kind of counter counteracted it by knowing that it was going on and putting down fake signals or letting the Astros think that it was one thing and something else was coming. So that's probably if the Astros did stop doing this and weren't doing it in some other way with buzzers or electronically, that's probably why it stopped. It didn't stop because the Astros wanted to stop it. And it didn't stop because it wasn't effective at one time. It wasn't like they did it and they were like, wow, this is too effective. <laughs> that, that did not weigh on their mind. Poll question is up for today. It's on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. It is which of the Yankee injuries is the uh, most concerning to you? We went with three. Judge, Severino, Paxton. Paxton's the one that at least right now you know is going to miss the most time as things stand right now, right? He's coming off back surgery. It's likely going to be June by the time he's back. Aaron Judge, say the Yankees say it's just a minor thing. Of course, they, they it seems like that's the case all the time. They always say, oh, it's just this minor, it's just this little thing. And then it turns out, oh, you know, we did another little look, and it turns out, no, it's the worst thing ever. So um, you have the Aaron Judge one, which at least right now doesn't seem that bad. And then you have the Luis Severino one, which is winning the poll question. I'm sure it probably will because it's the last one that just happened. And it certainly feels like it's going to be the most significant one, right? Like if, if they came out in a week from now and say with a forearm, forearm usually leads to Tommy John, 
if they came out and said, here's this guy who missed all of last year. This injury now goes back to the end of last year. It turns out he's going to need surgery. It's not going to be a shock at all. It's going to be annoying. It's going to be frustrating, but it's not going to be a shock. So I would say myself, out of the guys I don't want to lose, I think most of all I don't want to lose Aaron Judge. But I can understand why people would vote Severino. So you can vote on the poll question. That's up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. You have the NFL players now going to be having this conference call today of whether or not they are going to approve this plan that's going to expand the season and expand the playoffs. And i got to be honest with you, I don't really care about the ins and outs of the NFL labor deal. I don't care if the players are getting 48% of the revenue or 47 or they get suspensions based on this or that. I really just care about the season and the expanded playoffs, and I hate the idea of expanding the playoffs anymore because more times than not, it doesn't really feel like there's that many teams that are real content. Even the teams that make the playoffs right now, yeah, every once in a while a six-seed or a five-seed wins a game, but more times than not, it's the top teams that get the buys that are, are, are the real teams. They prove it over the course of the regular season, and uh, I don't necessarily need – to see more teams in the playoffs. Like last year, did you need to see the Steelers in the playoffs? I didn't. I know the Rams would have been the team in the NFC, but that also, who knows how it would have played out if the Bears knew that the, the Bears were 8-8. Eight and eight. The Bears were not a playoff team last year. And I've seen the numbers, like, every once in a while, yes, there's a team that has 10 wins that doesn't make the playoffs, but I feel like opening it up like this is going to make it much more likely that bad teams make it in than... Oh, this team had 10 wins and they definitely should have been in, but it was just – that happens very rarely, it feels. Very rarely. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN, And then yesterday we ran out of time talking about Kyrie Irving, and now it's confirmed he's going to have shoulder surgery. I guess it's the right thing, get him healthy. This season's kind of – this season you knew. But it is funny how it's covered, man. It's, it's Anybody who tells you that it's covered the same is lying to you. Because if the Knicks had signed Kyrie Irving and this had happened, it would be the biggest thing and it would be, they would be getting crushed. They got crushed when they didn't sign Kyrie Irving. They got crushed when Kevin Durant decided to go to Brooklyn. And considering what they told you, that was fair to be crushed. But the idea that they didn't want to sign Kyrie Irving by himself was one of the reasons why they did not pursue Kyrie Irving. And that, at least right now, looks to be the right move. But nobody will say that. It'll just kind of and, – and remember, when Durant signed, it was, no, no, yeah, he might miss the season, but no, there's a better chance he'll be back. No, he, he's closed the door on that. He's not, he's not going to come back this year. And now when you get to next year and you're coming off this significant injury, it's still going to have to be monitored. It's not all of a sudden, oh, you're in the clear. It was just an Achilles. Uh, let's squeeze in some more calls here. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go out to uh, Frank is in Brooklyn. Frank, go, my man. Hey, how you doing? Just a quick point on the Astros. Yeah. Uh, cannot take the title away because we all make bets on these games. That's one. Well, no, but nobody's going to take your bets away, Frank, but they could strip the title. I mean, look, I, it's not something that I wanted them to do, but considering the lack of options that could actually make people kind of move on, you can't expect people to move on when the team that cheated and everybody knows cheated didn't get punished. Yeah, that's true, but imagine what we'll ha- the effect we'll have if they said we're taking a title from the Astros. A lot of people are going to want their money back. No, that's but not going to happen. Point, no, FanDuel's not going to chase you down in the street. Okay, but if I'm the commissioner, what I would do, I'll make them start 0-10, spend 
spread the winnings amongst the, the teams in a division and make them play for nothing like everybody else that faced them was, was failing. No, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's, that's harder to do. I mean, look, I'm not saying that any of these options are good, but uh, no, playing for nothing, that's not a realistic option. That was never a realistic option. And look, a lot of people came up with a lot of strange things. They have to forfeit one of every three games. They, ha- I mean, it was silly, some of the ideas that people were coming up with. And again, when the whole thing broke, I was not in favor of stripping the title. But when you tell me you're not going to do anything to the owner, when you tell me you're not going to do anything to the players, and I'm not even convinced right now that the cheating's over, it's, I wanted it at least. At least I can say this. And with what's at the disposal of the commissioner, if he stripped the title, at least you would say, all right, you know what? At least they paid that price. It's not a huge price. It's not a fair price, but at least it's something. Sal in Aberdeen. Sal, go, my man. Hey, uh, Gordon, with these injuries, I mean, not just the Yankees, but in general, I think these guys are just too, too muscled up. With the, I mean, back in the 60s and 70s, you never saw guys getting injured like this. I think it's a training all year round, and they don't give their bodies time to recoup, and they're just too muscle-bound, you know? Well, I mean, but Severino had basically all of last year off and sat out all, you know, sat out the winter, and it d- didn't help. All of a sudden, he shows up, boom, right out of the box. Spike in Jersey. Spike, go, my man. Okay, real quick. You had a kid call you from law school when you got one calling you near the crypt now. So what a range of listeners and callers you have. Listen, the under-over, you talked about Kyrie Irving. I took the under on 65 games. I cashed that before Thanksgiving. What a joke with that wire in his knee. Yep. Oh, sorry, Spike. we got to run here. Uh, yeah, look, I, he, he's a guy who's always been hurt. And that was one of your concerns even before he, he signed anywhere. It wasn't like, oh, he signed with the Nets. All right, we'll crush the move. He, he's been hurt. He was hurt in college. He missed games. He missed games in the regular season. He's missed games in the postseason. He's always missed games. And he is a star player. So for the Nets, hopefully now, and for the NBA, the NBA needs as many stars as you can get. So hopefully he's able to get over this injury and get back next year. And, and the Nets are going to be in a far different spot than they've been in this year when both, hopefully, Durant and he are healthy. But whether or not he can stay healthy, even when he gets healthy, that remains to be a question. All right, what's not a question is the show is over. We've run through another hour today. We're back tomorrow starting at 7. Vote on the poll question. We'll see you tomorrow. 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.